Welcome to the Real Estate Unhinged podcast, where we explore real experiences out in the field that no one talks about. We hope you laugh, share, and join us seeing filtros with a splash of our New England Spanglish flavor. Let's get real with the legends before us. I'm your host, Keishla. Hey guys, so I am back. And I'm super excited because we have finally got our media room at the office. So we're going to be moving this whole podcast over to a main centralized location where it's easy for our guests to start arriving and start communicating and start contributing onto this podcast. So I'm excited about that. And quick, quick update it is october it is spooky season so i wanted to start off by saying a couple of crazy goofy but true but scary stories so for me personally in real estate it has been um a true roller coaster as you can even imagine i don't even think you can imagine all the crazy shit that you go through so For me, I just wanted to start off with the last truly scary time I've ever had. Um, And yes, it's because I'm a girl and I'm apparently too nice. Um, And if I'm nice to a man, sometimes they think I'm flirting and I'm just like, you know, I'm just fucking friendly. But anyways, so it all started off with this um, new lead that I got from Zillow and um I started showing him property and every time he would go out to see a property or meet me at a property he always had some someone with him he had his sister his father his brother his friend there was always someone with him um, anytime we met up so it was a couple months now and I'm like okay you know we're still struggling it was a you know the height of the season where it was tough to get a property under contract and you kind of just had a wing it and everybody and their mother was at every single new house and this was Lawrence he was looking in so everybody and their mother was trying to buy a property everybody and their mother would be at the open house you could only see the property at the open house you were lucky to be able to get in any other time and you would be lucky if the property was still in the market the day that you went to go see it so um you know we were in good shape we he had a good pre-approval he was pre-approved for a certain amount that you know was doable he was just getting outbid so um, one day he calls me randomly and I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? And I had just gone back from another appointment and he's like, oh, you know, I, I see a house that's over here. It's vacant and I want to go take a look at it right before I go to work. Are you around right now? Like super spur of the moment, random, you know, call to go see a house. And I'm like, mm, you know, it wasn't scheduled, but you know, I, I'm going to make it Uh, accommodate for my client since he has to go to work so I'm like okay cool make it quick he has to go to work and I have to go pick up my kids so whatever so we go I meet him there I'm like sure the property's vacant I'll see if we can get in if we can get in then it's a go okay cool I call schedule the appointment it's vacant they say you know you know free go and show type of situation you schedule in it says here you go here's a lockbox so I drive to Lawrence and I meet him there. He's waiting. So we go inside and, you know, it's a really abandoned house, like truly needs to be gutted. It's like old school work, old school style, like all the 70s green everywhere. Trim work was green. A shit ton of stuff was left behind. 
and I'm, we were just walking through, and I'm like, you know, you're going to need to do a lot of work. Uh, your, you know, your loan program's not going to be able to, to go forward without getting all the safety issues, and there's a bunch of uh, peeling paint, so I don't think this property's going to be, you know, worth our time because your loan won't even approve it. So, you know, whatever, to appease him, we went through the entire house, and he was, you know, started to do small talk, like, oh, how are you doing? How are the kids? And I'm like, yeah, they're great. And I, you know, I tell him my life. I have kids. I have a man. I have everything. And I have a life. And I, you know, live my life. And he knew. He knew. Because we had spoken about our lives. So, um, whatever. So, I'm like, okay, you think you all set with this house? Like, yeah, it's a lot of work, blah, blah, blah. And he continues to, like, kind of hit on me. And I kind of just ignore it. Like, oh, haha, laugh it off and keep walking type of situation. Because it gets awkward real quick when it comes down to that. But if usually, usually, um, if you laugh it off and change the subject, they kind of get the hint and move on without making it so awkward. But he just kept pressing on. And I'm like, bro, like, you're not getting the picture, bro. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, things happen and um, life goes on and blah, blah, blah. And I forget exactly what he said. It was very Spanish, very whatever. And I, I didn't understand what he meant. And I'm like, oh, you know, um, what did I say? I said something like this was years ago. So I'm not trying to like recollect here. Um, something like, oh, you know, you never know what could happen. Things can work out because I think he was talking about his situation and my situation. And uh, he knew that I was going through some issues with my family and he's, and he was like, oh, how's that going? I'm like, you know, it is, it is what it is. We're working through it, blah, blah, blah. And, um, he kind of said, oh, you think we could go out for dinner? And I'm like, oh, thinking me naive as fuck. I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Why not? But he meant it in like a relationship status. I'm like, well, I go with clients all the time, you know, with their families and they become part of the family. So we we do do that. We do go and socialize with our clients and, you know, that creates rapport. But that's not what he meant. He meant completely and utterly to be romantic. And that was not the way that I was looking at him. So he made a mistake and I'm like, okay, no, you know, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, sure. You know, trying to play it off, like whatever, I'll never see you out of this um, house again, but whatever. So then we were going to leave the property. So we're walking down the stairs out the front door. He went back into the kitchen and I was like, oh, are you ready to go? So I'm finagling the lockbox to make sure it's ready to go. It's an old lock at the front door. So I'm like trying to make sure that I can lock it because at this point I'm like getting weirded out. I'm like, okay, we got to go. This is empty, uh, vacant property. This is Lawrence. This is, um, there's nobody on the street right now. Um, and I like to stay next to the front door. So I'm like, okay, cool. So I'll stay next to the front door. And then I forget what he said. He comes over and he's like, um, I don't know what he said, but then he goes in for a, f- he, he shuts the door. He t- attempts to shut the front door and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I didn't say that, but I'm just like, oh, we got to go. I have an appointment to go to after this. I squeezed you in. He's like, oh, I just wanted to see if I can get a kiss. And I'm like, what? When in this entire time did I say that that was okay? And didn't we just have a discussion about me and my boyfriend and my kids? Like what, what the fuck is going on? So I was just like astonished. And then I'm like, okay. Um, I said, I, I said, no, 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 not today. I I'm in a relationship still. I don't think that's smart. We're, you know, we're working together. This is all I'm looking for is just work. I didn't know you were interested. 
And then he just kept on trying to kiss me. And I I was literally, my back was up against the fucking wall because behind the front door is the stairs to go up the stairs. So I pushed back like, what the fuck's going on? And he kept coming at me and I literally had to push him off of me three times for him to get the fucking picture. Like the last time I pushed him away, I literally had to really forcefully push him away. And I'm like, I am not okay with what's going on right now. I am not okay with what's going on. We got to go. I have somewhere else to be. Trying not to escalate the the situation, just calmly, assertively say that I got to go. Because at this point, I'm like, my mind is blown because this man was literally the most respectful, soft-spoken, like, church-going pretender that I had ever come across and I'm like holy fucking shit what is happening right now so I'm sitting here like okay I gotta go it's not gonna happen I gotta move and then he goes in and he smells my hair you guys like smells my hair and I'm like okay I gotta go so I grabbed the door opened it back up and I said we really gotta go I'm uncomfortable we gotta go And I tried to laugh it off like, okay, you know, you can't do that. I got to go. And then I'm like fumbling with the keys now because I'm in another state of mind. Like, what the fuck is happening? And um, he's like, I'm like trying to lock the door as he like, I'm trying to have him walk out the door. Like, okay, go lock it. Go walk out the door so I can lock this door. And he's like, oh, haha, I made you nervous. I'm like, ew. Ew, the fact that I'm fucking fumbling with keys because you crossed a line that I never thought you would ever cross randomly just boggles my mind. So I was just like furious at this point. I'm like, okay, um, I got to go. Haha, <laughs> locked the door, got in my car. I'm like, I'll see you later. See ya, bye. Got in my car and I use, like, I've never been in that specific situation But I instantly got in the car and I got fucking furious. Like I've never ever experienced something that close to what it could have been in a vacant property with a man I didn't know that crosses the line and gets weird about smelling my hair and telling me I smell good and just one little kiss. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening right now? What the fuck is happening right now? So I leave. And I'm furious and I'm like telling, I call my group and I let them know. I'm like, what the fuck? This guy's crazy. Who wants to work with him? Because I don't want to work with him anymore. I didn't think anything of the way that he was communicating. I never thought that he would be like crossing the line, but he 1000% crossed the line and I'm just not interested in seeing him again. He like creeped me the fuck out. And so everyone's like, no, I don't want to work with him. So everyone's like, well, you should report him. And I'm like, okay, I'll report him. And then the motherfucker kept calling me. He kept trying to reach out to me to set up another appointment to go see me. And I'm like, is this real life? Is he really, really trying to see me again? Did he not get the fucking picture that I blocked your ass on all? I literally just shut him off of everything. I'm like, okay, I gave your number up I called and reported it and I blocked his ass on Facebook I blocked his ass on Instagram I blocked his ass on the WhatsApp um and then 
a couple days later, I'm like shaking, literally shaking in my boots. <laughs> um, and a couple days later, he reaches out to me from another woman's phone number and was like, hey, you're still going to help me find a host? And I'm like, are you fucking demented right now? Like, who are you? If you don't understand the fact that you crossed the line, that you literally tried to kiss someone you don't even know, that know, that you know is in a relationship that I specifically told you, and on top of that, I told you no multiple times. I had to forcefully push you away from me. That did not ring a bell. That did not register with your fucking male brain. What? So, after that, I swore that I would never go to a property that's vacant last minute without anybody knowing for no random motherfucker out there and I decided to get my license to carry. And from then on, you bet your bottom dollar that this bitch right here will be forever carrying her fucking piece. And I'm like, okay, this guy has mentally put me in a position where I need to foresee what dangerous possibilities can happen in any given moment, no matter what you think of your client. And let me tell you, he hid his fucking shit very well. So then we started looking for him and seeing where the fuck he was coming from, like trying to get his background as to who he was. And turns out that the pre-approval that I had, I kept trying to reach out to the woman to like have a conversation with the lender. Any good agent would do that just so we knew what was on the same page. Everyone was on the same page. And this woman would never call me back. And I'm like, how the fuck are you in business if you're not calling me back so we're we were at this point we were assuming that his pre-approval was fucking fake I mean it was all legitimately written the pre-approval letter the the dates the the logo the information that a normal pre-approval paperwork would say but the only thing is it would never fucking answer the phone so I'm like okay so this guy I don't know where gets me luckily on fucking Zillow So that was by chance. And then all of a sudden, you know, I meet his father. I meet his sister. I meet everybody in his family. I'm thinking that, like, I'm fucking fine. This guy is fine. No. When I go on Facebook and finally find him, he's like, he would come to every appointment and he would have, like, you know, the the older man's, like, light white t-shirt, the linen shirt, the button-up linen shirt, and, like, dress well and very like you know fucking fine like a regular man would do a a mature man would do and then I looked on his Facebook and it, it was recent too it wasn't like old it was recent and this guy had like he was all g'd out like gangster fucking hoodie and hood rat style with his fucking um jeans hanging down from his ass his fucking flat hat thingy whatever it's called um you know the whole look of the g of being a gangster in the hood type of type of look and I'm like okay so that is not the man that I saw every time I went to go see a house I don't know if he was putting up a facade but the fact that he crossed that line with me and just didn't get the picture of like no I said it three or four times no I gotta go and I had to literally push him off of me is ridiculous like that could have gone so much worse and I'm thankful that it didn't 
But, and then I was terrified, like, I don't want to piss this guy off and start yelling, like, okay, what happens if I start flipping out, because I'm usually a bitch, but to clients, I try not to be an asshole right off the bat, like, if you know me, I could be a bitch, only if you piss me off, but at that point, I was like, this guy has blown my mind that I don't even know what's going on, I was in utter shock that he was in this position, and basically going at me and I'm just like what do I even do do I escalate the situation and start flipping the fuck out like I really should or do I maintain my composure and get the fuck out of here as fast as I can which is what I did and got the fuck out but you know I've heard so many worse stories of just the world that we live in is just not as beautiful as we wish it would be at all times. There is evil out there. And luckily my situation wasn't wasn't as bad as, you know, there was another agent that ended up getting murdered at her open house by some random guy that was passing by. Like, and it's not even the first time that it's happened. It's so bad that these things occur and all we're trying to do is fucking make a living. Like, people need homes, and we are here to provide the services that we, you know, need to provide in order for you to be able to purchase a property. So, of course, if we're doing an open house now, there's more safety precautions, more safety issues, more um, things that you need to think about ahead of time, which is, you know, it's sad to think of. It's sad to be like, well, I'm going to go do an open house today, I'm gonna be here at this time, this address, this place, this time, this is when it's gonna end, this is the lockbox key to the property, if I don't call you in the middle of it, or at the end, please, you know, figure out what the fuck's going on, and sometimes my, you know, open houses are pretty far, and, um, they're vacant properties in the middle of the fucking boonies, So it's scary to think that anything can happen at any given time and that's what made me basically start being prepared everywhere I go. Everywhere I go I am protected one way or another. If it's not by myself it's because someone else knows I'm there, someone else knows I carry, someone else knows what the fucking scenario is and I just feel like I never want to feel that helpless ever again, ever again. I never, ever want to be in that position ever again. And I guess now I'm a little more uh, reserved when it comes to being friendly to clients because you just never know what they're thinking. You never, you could barely figure out what the fuck you're thinking in general, never mind what some stranger you know, that you've never met, their history, their their thought process, their, you know, imagination is basically what this man really had. Like, I don't know what fucking crazy movie he saw that he thought that this was going to go down in a fucking dirty-ass vacant property. Like, come on now, please. So, that's just another tribute to the spooky season. It's kind of tragic. <laughs> Not really spooky, just tragic. The guy was a creep. Uh, We did report him. We did uh, send his information to the board and made sure that people were aware of his creepiness. And I never heard from him again. I think I heard from him like maybe a month later. And he tried to hit me up again from a random number again. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I didn't reply and I blocked the number as well. And I haven't heard from him again. 
Um, but needless to say, my boyfriend was fucking livid and he's like, what's his address? And you know, the whole big macho type of situation, but I didn't want it to get that far. I just wanted to be done with it and, and put it behind me, which I feel like a lot of women want to do. They don't want to relive it and, and go through the process of like, what the fuck just happened and and process the whole situation. They want to just be done with it. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Be done with it and move the fuck on and never have to feel that ever again. And I, you know, commend a lot of the women out here that experience this shitty situation where men just have an imagination of their own, have their own agenda, and they just assume that, you know, just because they're a man, they could do whatever they want. And Not to say that all men are like that, but there's some fucking weirdos out there that don't know the place and time and don't understand the dynamic of real life scenarios as to like no fucking girl wants to have sex with her client in a random, disgusting, vacant, 80s style piece of shit home that needs to be fucking gutted down. Like, I really, really don't understand what his thought process was. Like, oh my god, this is the perfect romantic house. Let's go in here and let's go at it. Like, what? What was he thinking? The place was trashed. Like, literally trashed. The Like, no one was... Def- there's um, wallpaper falling off the fucking... S- the walls. There's just... Like, I don't understand what he thought was happening. I really, really don't. Like, I really wish... I understood what his imagination was was taking over and creating in his mind because he was truly insane. Insane in my book. So, anyways, if you have any crazy stories or spooky stories to contribute, there will be more coming on in the next couple of weeks for you guys. Um, Hopefully there's not worse stories than me I have some more funny ones that I want to share but that one was a true tribute to the way that I am now and more protective more reserved um and just smarter about the way I do business with strangers because that is what we do is speak to a lot of strangers in order to help them with their properties and you never know what can go down in any given situation even with people that you fucking know for years so um I respect all of these women out here that are still hustling and bustling and just getting their shit together to make ends meet for their families and, you know, just watch your back. Just watch your back and be protected, stay protected. Let others know where you are. There's a lot of safety procedures. There's a lot of apps that can help. There's a lot of um, ways to stay protected when you are by yourself and if you don't have you know if you if you don't want to have a license to carry or can get a license to carry there's pepper spray there's tasers there's um bringing someone with you usually if there's only one person um if there's more than one person it's it's a safer situation so be protected ladies especially and not to say that the men can't be you know um astonished by these random crazy psycho girls because there are some crazy bitches out there too but for the most part it is the men in my book anyways um I, I do know some crazy bitches I'm not gonna lie I'm not one of them but I can get to be one of them if I needed to be so that's a whole nother story inside side note <laughs> but for the most part ladies protect yourselves 
be cautious of where you are, who you're with, and for how long you're going to be there. And if no one knows where you're at, because I know a lot of real estate agents are traveling all over the fucking state all day long, make sure someone you know and cares about you knows exactly where you are at all times. These phones have gadgets where they can follow you. Find my iPhone. There's um, the air tags that could also be put in your car or your purse or your phone or your pocket or your shoes. So that way people can understand where the hell you are. And if there's an issue, they can find you. Just make sure you are always able to be found or connected with. And especially if you're going into the boonies and there's no fucking service. Because that has happened to me many, many times. You go into the woods in New Hampshire or Western Mass and there's literally no service to get your ass out of there. It pays to be protected. Always know a way out of the open house or the property itself. Always park your car ready to be the fuck out if you needed to. Not having to reverse, like move out. Park in the parking lot or the driveway or wherever with your front of the car ready to go just in case. Um, Keep your keys on you at all times, not in your purse because sometimes that could be another way. Like, oh shit, I gotta go get my keys out of my purse. That doesn't make any sense. Always keep your keys on you if you are doing any type of showings or um, property uh, open houses. I usually don't take my purse into the property if I'm doing an open house or showing a property. I leave everything in the car. The only necessities is just the shit that I need for the open house. What else? Um, I do let the neighbors know that I'm there. And just in case anything happens, I could run over to them and let them know as well. So that's another um, scenario that you can use. So I don't want to scare anyone, but I want you guys to be prepared as women, as men. You never know who the fuck's going to come out of the woods and just surprise you. You will be caught off by surprise with these people. So anyways, that is me today. That is my quick, scary little thing, tidbit that I wanted to share and kind of just give you a vibe of Halloween spookiness because there's more to come and I am super excited to get other people on the podcast coming soon. Have a great day guys and see you guys all next week. Bye bye.